Welcome to the Homeschool High School Podcast, brought to you by Seven Sisters Homeschool.com and the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. I'm Vicki, and I am here today with a special guest, a fellow podcaster here at the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network, Daniil Papagiorgiou. And she has the delightful podcast, Life as a Life Schooler, which you should check out because we all need fresh ideas. And uh, it's good to hear from people that are, are up and coming, got lots of ideas and, and ways to make the homeschool world better. So, so Danielle, say hi and introduce yourself. Tell about your homeschool world. Sure. Well, hello, everybody. I'm Danielle Papa Giorgio. And as Vicki said, I have a podcast called Life as a Life Schooler. And we do life schooling. And what life schooling is, as I've defined it, is the individualized process of discovering your child's God-given gifts and talents, primarily through real life um, experiences that happen within the context of your family's unique situations and missions. So what that looks like is just really a lot of everyday life and bringing in the education with the things that you're already doing and um, looking for that spark of interest in your child. What are their their gifts? What are their talents? And, and making the education exciting and enjoyable and relevant to them. So that's it in a nutshell. <laughs> it sounds very Seven Sisters. It, we believe there's not one right way to homeschool because mm -hmm. there are so many different kinds of children that God has made each of our kids unique and gifted in the ways that he saw was right. Exactly. And as we watch and invest in them, they can become who God made them to be. So that's that's exciting. We are so tracking together here. Well, and you know, I really started it, Vicki, because I was sad to see so many homeschoolers following this school at home approach. And mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. the modern system of education, that's exactly what it is. It's modern. Mm -hmm. This is mm -hmm. a new thing that people have come up with thinking that we can just treat all children the same, plug them mm -hmm. into this, you know, set of, of things we're going to teach them, you know, every third grader learns this set of subjects at this mm -hmm. pace. And it's just not natural. Yeah. And, uh, you know, for folks who that fits, that is fine. But to think that's the only way to educate your kid. And if you are not following that modern philosophy, then somehow you are shortchanging your children. It's just a shame. It, it is. And, you know, I would say, Sure, there is there is a place um, for curriculum. There's a place for, um, in other words, this idea of breaking the subjects down and, and doing your math and doing your science and your history. Um, that does work um, for some people, but mm -hmm. I think even even so, we always need to be seeing the connections and how does this fit with real life? Because you know, children they're not stupid. They see yeah. if it's busy work and they understand mm -hmm. if if um, it doesn't seem to really make any sense to their real life. Mm -hmm. And so you have to make it relevant. You have to make it exciting and engaging. Um, even if you're going to try to break it down a little bit more into the subject areas, you, you have to somehow make that relevant to their life and um, make it work with your family. Absolutely. So tell us how you got started in homeschooling and you know, what's your family story? 
Well, like a lot of people, we got started homeschooling kind of by accident <laughs> um, <laughs> because, and I guess I wouldn't say by accident, but we we knew that we didn't want to put our children into the public education system. We both mm. were, were um, went to Christian school. That was very important to our families growing up. And um, my husband in particular, their family really sacrificed for for that Christian education. We knew the value of that. Um, but at the time we were living in California um, before, right before we had our first child. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so even more so we didn't want to put him into public education, but we didn't, it's very expensive out there. Yeah. We didn't yeah. have the money to do Christian school. Yeah. And my husband had been homeschooled for one year um, his mother did try the school at home approach and totally burned out and um, just it just didn't work uh, for their family. And so but my husband loved it. He loved learning at home. He loved um, doing all the schoolwork in the morning and then getting to watch Flintstones for lunchtime. <laughs> he always talks about that. <laughs> so so he was really um, excited to try homeschooling and. And so we did. And, you know, like so many homeschoolers, um, we just were drawn in once we started. So we really saw the value and how the relationships just um, were were so much tighter and close knit when we have that we had that time together every day. So yeah. that's that's kind of our story. And um and how we got into homeschooling and the rest is kind of history. And then just going along, you know, I just, I more and more became passionate about it and more and more I became um, really burdened and sad. I would see homeschoolers quit and I'm like, no, <laughs> this is the best thing you could do for your children. And, and that's sort of what got me involved in, um, in life schooling and, and kind of starting this, um, conference and, and movement to kind of um, help encourage and inspire moms who feel burned out. All right. That's that. There you go. So you've got a kind of a homeschool ministry to moms who are burned out in danger of burning out. Mm -hmm. And tell tell us about the conference and your website and your podcast mm -hmm. and what what your you know, how people can find you. What does that look like? Sure. So the Life Schooling Conference, we started in 2016, and we had a couple live events, 2016, 2017, and then 2018, I just, I really um, felt the Lord telling me to slow down <laughs> mm -hmm. and not, you know, sometimes we can be so busy as, as moms trying to encourage other people and doing things for others. And then it's like, okay, get back to the main focus here. So um, I, I really needed to get back and focus more on my family instead of trying to produce this live event. So um, so what we're doing this year uh, is we're doing an online event. And this is, oh. I'm very excited because it allows more people to attend because it's from the comfort of your own home oh. and you don't have to travel and pay travel expenses, hotel expenses. Um, it'll be online. And um, so it also allows us to have more speakers, which is exciting because mm -hmm. they don't have to travel either. Yeah. Um, so Israel Wayne is our main speaker for this year. 
Mm-hmm. And then we a have a fellow podcaster yes. on the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. That's right. And and so that's going to be really great. He was also a speaker at one of our first, actually our first event. Yeah. Um, and then we have a few other speakers that we've lined up. We're still actually gathering more speakers that we're going to be adding to the site in the coming weeks. Um, mm-hmm. So people can watch for that. But the website is lifeschoolingconference.com. Uh And so you can find all the information there as far as um, really what our heart is, what our goals are. Um, You can find links to this podcast as well. And then there's some articles, printables. um, And if you sign up for the email, there's also a free video that you'll get to see that just explains this life schooling thing a little bit more um, in depth. So so let's let's do an example of what a life schooler's life would look like. Like, tell us about a recent day in your family. Oh boy, <laughs> <laughs> they're all um, they're all very different. You know, I have two older ones, so they're a lot on their own now, um, mm-hmm. which makes things easier. And then I have a seven-year-old. So I, I do more with the seven-year-old right now. The, the older mm-hmm. two, as I said, they're more on their own. But Connor, my oldest, is 17. Uh-huh. And we've really gone kind of a different route with him. And this is something I get asked a lot about. What do you do in high school? Uh-huh. Um, well, for us, we really just continued what we've always done and really allowed him to pursue his interests. So, Mm -hmm. and I do want to say too, this comes with parental guidance. Okay. Because Uh you can't just let your kids just, well, just do whatever you want. You know, we are the parents. Because we did a a fair number of them saying, well, I want to game in the basement. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Which is okay, but not for a lifestyle. So, right. I mean, I think it's that very rare individual. (laughs) Mm-hmm. And I, yeah, that's a whole nother topic for another day. Um, yeah. But so my son, I really saw years ago this gift in him. My husband's in IT and I just saw the same traits in him. He's very detail oriented, very analytical, very mathematical. And I told him, Connor, I really want you to learn coding. So here's, you're going to learn coding. And he fought me on that. It was surprising because I'm like, what, what's wrong? Don't you see this? <laughs> so I really, that was one of those times when I just had to put my foot down and say, no, you're going to learn this. And so he got into computer programming and just did amazing. Uh-huh. He's learned so many different languages. So as high school has come, um, he's just really pursued that. And at this point, he's he's pretty much on a professional level pursuing a career um, in that direction. He's not going the college route. We just, you know, college is for some kids, but it's right. not it's not for all kids. And right. honestly, personally, I would argue it's probably not for most kids. Um, but that's just my personal opinion. It's a lot of money, unless you're going to be a lawyer, doctor, or something professional level where you have to have that degree. I personally, um, I just think in our current economy with so many things online, so many opportunities that direction, um, it's not necessary unless you really want it. Yeah. And you get kids in their generation, the current generation where student loan interest levels are just put them in the hole for so much of their adulthood. So if they can have a practical skill to put to use without racking up so much debt, 
-hmm. Yay, praise God. And uh, so, right. How, right. All right. So, how does his life schooling look? So, you, you found an interest area for him. You kind of nudged him to get him started, mm -hmm. which is not uncommon for teens because part of being an adolescent <laughs> is resistance. Um, but, but once he got in there, it was good for him. He liked it. You know, since I haven't officially life schooled my kids, is it closer to an unschooling? Do you just capture, you know, the day to day and kind of digest it into, well, this was English and this was history or what? Right. So, Right. Uh -huh. That's, that's a lot of it for us. You know, I think there's different, um, I, I think the definition of life schooling can kind of encompass, um, a lot of ranges of, of, of schooling. In other words, some people are very loose. We are on mm -hmm. that side of the spectrum in our family. Mm -hmm. And some people are a little bit more regimented and, and, you know, have the subjects divided up and this is what you're going to do today. And, and, um, you know, so you have a range. We're more on the loose side. So when we got to high school and I started to break things down and see, okay, what what would you need if you were in a typical high school? What would they require? Mm -hmm. And we broke mm -hmm. down the classes and then we took every single thing that he had done, everything he had read, um, the, you know, little courses he had done online, and we plugged it into those different academic areas. So it's sort of a mm -hmm. backwards way of doing things. But it was mm -hmm. really amazing to see how the things that he had done already fit into a lot of those, quote unquote, courses. <laughs> right. uh, he had sort of completed them in a natural, organic way. Um, so so for example, this was very interesting with the coding. He spent so many hours really becoming an expert in coding. Well, when mm -hmm. we went back and looked at math and he started to go through some of the algebra courses, he's like, mom, I already know algebra <laughs> because, yeah. because he had been doing coding and this was something mm -hmm. he loved. It made sense to him. So it wasn't like a dry textbook. It just all came together for him in a very natural way. Um, so we had the algebra completed without really doing it that way. Um, you know, as far as a textbook, no, he will still go back. We, we do have an algebra textbook and I do want him to go back and, and just do um, enough to make sure that there aren't any, any gaps there. But, mm -hmm. but that's just an example of what it's looked like for him. So he's almost, he's my almost finished product that uh -huh. I can use an example as an example. Corbin, yeah. so on the other side of the spectrum, Corbin's seven, he's my youngest. And what it looks like for him is, is first of all, a lot of play. Um, mm -hmm. I believe that young children, and I still consider him fairly young at seven, they need to play. They need to yes. use their imaginations. There's all kinds mm -hmm. of research and studies about this. And, yep. and I think we know that um, intuitively, but yet there's that fear. There's that pressure thinking, well, every other seven-year-old's in second grade and they're right. writing in cursive <laughs> and they're doing, you know, yeah. uh, grammar and all of this stuff. But we got to let that go because mm -hmm. that stuff will come so quickly. If mm -hmm. you allow your child to have this time to explore their world, to really maintain that excitement about learning that is there, 
Children are yeah. natural learners and they love to learn about the world around them. Preserve that. That's a gift. Um, and then when they get older and they're, they have the maturity and they have the ability um, <laughs> to sit still at a desk, right. then you can do that, that work, that schoolwork and, and the more academic type work. Because Corbin at seven, let me tell you, he cannot sit still. Right. I mean, we yeah. do a minimal, we do do some schoolwork with him, but it's very minimal because he has so much energy. He's just got to be outside in our woods exploring and picking up sticks and adventuring. And that's good. That's good for yeah. children. Um, well, I know that in our early days of homeschooling, this is a very long time ago, a lot of us read books by Raymond and Dorothy Moore, mm -hmm. who talked about um, one of their books was Better Late Than Early. And right. developmentally, you know, children's brains do not come online with what they call formal operational thought. Um, until they're around eight years old, especially boys. Mm -hmm. And so to give them the freedom to learn by experience, you know, by playing, by right. climbing, by hammering, by cleaning, um, that, that they develop the neural pathways that make the book learning much easier. So that's a, it's good to have the freedom and, uh, you know, to follow what's best for your family. And I like that you have a name for what you're calling it because people we feel better if we have names yes <laughs> so we your life your life schooling your kids so when you know the other homeschool moms who are doing the school at home approach says um but aren't they doing their school books? And you say, we're life schooling. So. <laughs> exactly. Well, I, and, and again, I just kind of feel like the term life's like the term rather homeschooling um, has it. It's almost like it's become school at home. When people hear homeschooling, they almost automatically associate it with that to me anyway. Um, mm -hmm. So I just wanted something fresh to kind of mm -hmm. say, no, hey, let's let's get back to the roots of of what education should look like. And so many mm -hmm. of the the founding, um, you know, the pioneer homeschoolers were doing homeschooling like this because. Uh -huh. Before mm -hmm. it was legal and right at that beginning, those beginning years, they really didn't have a lot of curriculum, oh, if, yes, if right. any, you know, and so that's how they were educating. Um, you know, Chris Davis, he's one of my favorite pioneer homeschoolers, and this is very much how he educated his boys who today are very successful. Um, so it's just an encouragement to go back. Uh, that's another thing I'm big on is, is just going back and hearing from these pioneer homeschoolers. What did they, did they do? Because they're the ones who were successful and we need to go back and, and gain their wisdom and find out what did their homeschooling look like? Where, what were their values in their home? And really try to emulate that. Yeah, I, I I really appreciate it when there are some of the the younger generation like you who are interested in the you know the stories from the early days of the the modern homeschool movement. Of course, you know, homeschooling was the thing to do for thousands of years. Mm -hmm, um, exactly. But you know, in the the nineteen late seventies and and early nineteen eighties, it really started reviving in the U.S. And there were a lot of good stories and, and really having to evaluate 
educational philosophy. So without mm-hmm. belaboring that. So, okay, <laughs> with time limited, I wanted to, for folks who are finding this is a different kind of concept, I, I want to kind of digest it into a, a novice's vocabulary. So Uh for your average homeschooler, and there's not one right way to homeschool. Uh So we are, we are so determined, you know, that what is right for each of your children, that's the right homeschooling approach. Right. But for, for families who are used to, um, that here are this, the courses that need to be covered for graduation, which is, has been our approach. You know, this is our mm-hmm. state requires these things. These are required for graduation. And then we are going to earn these credits by, um, you know, Carnegie units, by logging hours or by using curriculum or um, going to a dual enrollment or an online course. And so we do a, here's the course and here's how we're going to earn that credit. Mm-hmm. And for life schooling, it's a little bit different approach in that you concentrate on what the interests and passions are and what needs to be developed there and then capture the credits backwards from what what they're doing in real life and that is just as valid a way to earn credits as it is to do the 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 more traditional approach that uh we are we have done right so because right. we live in the United States, and it's and we've worked all hard to uh, make homeschooling legal and and uh, and easy to do for families, and mm-hmm. you guys are rocking it. So, <laughs> well, right. and you know, I think an important point to make is uh, this is something else I talk about when it comes to high school. First of all, you really need to pray and ask the Lord what He mm-hmm. has for that particular child. Does He have yeah. that child going the college route? Or, mm-hmm. or does he want that child to pursue, you know, just um, entrepreneurship or, or something different like my son is doing? Um, mm-hmm. And once you have that, that direction from the Lord, then you're free to say, okay, well, if he's not going to college, the Lord doesn't want him to go that direction, then maybe he doesn't need to... I guess what I'm getting at is bottom line is most states do not actually have requirements for graduation. Some states do, but most most do not. I was reading about this just the other day. So if they're not going to college, then just allow them to pursue that um, that path, you know, because you have the right as a homeschool parent to say, okay, they have met the stipulations that I have for them in order to graduate from our homeschool. So they don't necessarily have to have all this over here that they would if they were going the college route. Does that make sense? Yeah, and that's and and because there's not one right way to homeschool, when a parent feels called to look at homeschooling high school from that life schooling approach, that's the right thing for them. And it's it's right. really nice to know that there are other people out there thinking those same thoughts. Right. And you just have to pray and ask the Lord what that direction is for, mm-hmm. for you and, and your child. And, um, you know, then just follow him. Don't be afraid. It's like our, our seven sister Kim always said, pray first and last and always. So Yeah, exactly. And that's it. If we, if we've got God's word on it, we're, we're square. So exactly. Okay. So 
Um, Daniil, tell everyone again where to find you on your podcast, your website, any resources you'd like to share. Okay. Well, again, the, the website is lifeschoolingconference.com. And that's where you can sign up for the email. I do want to also, um, there's the free video if you sign up on the website, but mm -hmm. I just mm -hmm. created an 88 page ebook about life schooling. Uh -huh. um, uh -huh. It's called Five Life Schooling Hacks Plus One Big Secret to Conquer Homeschool Burnout. And that's adorable. <laughs> <laughs> and I'd love to make that available to all of your listeners. So I have a link yeah. that I can share with you where they can get yeah. that for free. Um, and we'll include that in the show notes. Yeah. And then as for the podcast, it's lifeasalifeschooler.com. And then you can also find us on Facebook. We have a life schooling group on Facebook where we just encourage each other and, and help each other out with various issues. And then our page is over there as well. And I'm on Instagram if you want to look me up there as well, wow. which is Life Schooling Family. Wonderful. Beautiful. Okay. All right. Well, thank you, Danielle, for joining us. Thank you. It's so good to have all kinds of different ways to homeschool so that people are never put into a box. Yes. They can pray and see what God has in mind for them. So. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, Vicki. Yeah, it's been fun. So this has been the Homeschool High School Podcast brought to you by SevenSistersHomeschool.com and the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Go visit the podcast for Danielle and for Homeschool High School Podcast if you wouldn't mind leaving us a rating and review that helps other homeschoolers find us. All right, we will talk to everyone next week. <laughs>